Welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Traveler. I'm Steve Glenn. And I'm Paul Glenn. And this week we get to share with you all the great tips of travel. And we have 38 years of experience of doing this fun thing we call travel. Not only do you hear all these tips, but you also get to hear the editorial, the real truth behind travel, things you won't hear or see in the news. We're going to share our ideas and our editorials. You won't hear the blah, blah, blah that you read in the newspaper about travel. You're going to find out behind the scenes what's going on, what we recommend, and how you can benefit from it. All right, number one. Travel prices finally starting to moderate after skyrocketing post-pandemic. That, what we've seen is an amazing increase of over 70%, Paul, in prices in 2022 compared to the COVID price of 2020, which is, uh, it's just been amazing. Of course, we saw a depression in prices and then jumping out of that in 2022, 70% increase in airfares. And then we saw hotels up over 30%. And car, car rates were up as well. But I remember the good old days when you'd say, hey, I found a great airfare to California for 200 bucks," And now you say, hey, we found a great airfare to California for 500 bucks." It hasn't been uncommon here for the last 18 months for that, uh, that standard business trip to be a $900 airline ticket. So if we could get that even back to that, what would, would have been considered an, an expensive airfare at $500, it'd be a significant uh, improvement from what we've seen here for the last year. I think you and I were traveling to Cincinnati earlier this year, and it was $900, yeah. and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, what am I doing wrong here? Well, the impact on that corporate travel budget has uh, been so significant that, you know, it's it's uh, hopefully we'll bring back business travel that uh, has been depressed because of the expenses and trying to manage within that budget. We've also got good news, though, because those... 70% increases are going to moderate. The Global Business Travel Association came out with their annual predictions this year of what's going to happen in 2024. The good news is those increases are going to moderate down to 3%, 4%, 2%. You know, we can live with that. Yeah. Well, and so that's that's great news. Yep. Getting back to that standard inflation versus the hyperinflation that we're dealing with with everything that's having an impact across the board for all of us, whether we're traveling or not. So hopefully we can get back to that and then get back to travel as usual. And I also think that prices have gone so high that if we do see that you know, if the economy does slip into a little micro recession, then we might actually see a decrease in fares. But I'm the eternal optimist, and perhaps uh, my head tells me we're probably going to see a small increase. My heart's hoping for a decrease. <laughs> All we can do is hope for the best at this point. Hope for the best. Headline number two this week in the weekly travel alert. Hotels win a big battle in New York City to shut down many short-term rentals on Airbnb. Paul, there's a big battle royal going on in the Big Apple where the hotel said, hey, we want to shut down these Airbnbs. They're our competition. So what they've done is they went to the city council and they said, hey, we want to put regulations on them. We want to have it so they have to register. And sure enough, today is the day that all Airbnbs have to be registered in New York City. And they 
estimate 3,000 of them aren't going to be able to qualify for registration. So that that's a big deal in the Big Apple. Well, I think beyond the qualifications, it's the timing, because I know there's a backlog in getting the approvals for these registrations. And then in addition, you know, this brings up something that's been a topic within the industry for a while regarding Airbnbs is uh, duty of care and safety and security of your corporate traveler. But in addition, and as we've seen in other parts of the world, uh, taxation becomes a part of this. So that's what I think, is I know as we look at and have learned a lot about uh, Airbnbs around the world, the government gets a nice piece of the revenue that comes from that. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the long term. You remind me of several years ago, I figured out a car rental that was $45 a day. And by the time we added all the taxes and fees in there, it was $85 a day. So Yes, indeed. When the government gets involved, here come the taxes. And I think that's the play in New York City. Headline number three in this week's weekly travel alert. China finally drops requiring a COVID test before entering the country. Paul, this China travel to China for the last three years has just been difficult. I know uh, um, my son Matt and I go to uh, China about once or twice a year, and it's been hard to get in there. You can't fly hardly in into the country. So we've been flying to Hong Kong, and they require you to take a COVID test. So we fly in, take the test, wait in line for hours, and then get on a high-speed train and go to Guangzhou is where we go to attend the Canton Fair. They're finally dropping that test. And uh, so that'll make it much easier to get into China, which not many people have been tr- wanting to travel to China. And, um, but we have to for business purposes. So that'll make what I call opening up China better for 2024. Yeah, well, I think the reality of this is the economic impact that the lack of travel has had on China. You know, I'm surprised that it took them so long to, to recognize this, but uh, you know, I think that's the, the thing that you see with China is that the people are great and they're creative. They're un- very entrepreneurial. So you get rid of the political piece and they get creative. So, you know, having watched kind of what's been happening with them taking what they're doing and moving it to other countries because of the challenges, it only makes sense that the government finally opens their eyes and says, we have to make this easier for people to come and work with us and spend their money in our country. Even today, uh, like United Airlines only tra- only flies to to uh, one city in in uh, China. So the airways haven't opened up very much yet. It's hard to to fly in inside the country. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Chinese travel outside the country more and more as this COVID. Think about it. It's been three years for them since they've been shut down. So. Good news for the opening of China and finally putting the face mask behind us and uh, uh, all the testing. There are a lot of fake Rolexes that have been sitting over there for quite a while that people need to get back over there and pick up. <laughs> I miss my $20 Rolex. <laughs> the next headline in the weekly travel alert. Travel this past Labor Day weekend was expected to increase 11% according to TSA We're seeing an amazing number of people flying this past weekend, Paul. Probably uh, since 2019, we haven't seen anything like it. And the TSA is saying, while planes are full, airports are full, and uh, hopefully this is the start of a lessening of that summer season, but it's been powerful this past summer. Yeah, I just I can't imagine the uh, the loads in the airports being greater than what they have been as we've traveled for the last year. So for them to, to continue to increase. So yeah, as you mentioned, hopefully this fall we'll see a little bit of softening there and, and uh, both with, with loads and have more comfort as we flow through the airports and on the airplanes. But 
also with that pricing having a little less demand hopefully dropping dropping the pricing for us a little bit i saw some uh, neat things that kind of tells me that that uh, demand is weakening i saw a southwest airlines airfare sale i saw alaska airfare sale so that tells me that this fall before thanksgiving that there's some weakness in the filling those planes or they wouldn't have put on a sale. Yeah, well, great opportunity. So I think that's what you have to watch for is, is see what that cycle looks like and then take advantage of it. The next headline on this week's weekly travel alert reads, airlines will soon offer adult-only section on their flights. Wow, this is going to be amazing. There's an airline in Europe called uh, Corandon Airlines, I've never heard of it before now, but they're trying an adult section, which basically means people don't want to listen to the babies cry and all the kids running at their feet. So this airline's putting together, Paul, a section where you can pay more, of course, to get in the section. They'll have it curtained off from all the kids and the families, and it's about 49 bucks. I don't think it's going to work. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I, we've all been in that situation where you got the screaming, kicking kid behind you, and, and it's not pleasant. But the reality is, is you know, are you willing to pay more? Uh, as I've been on planes and as I, I watch what's been going on recently, even first class is filled with families anymore. So, so how do you deal with that? And and not knowing about that airline again, one I have never heard of either. So they've obviously made a splash and put their name in the headlines. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that does take off and if anybody else tries to follow suit. That's uh, the airlines are trying to get creative, trying to figure out how to make it so that they've they've uh, they can win your business. But yeah, I, I really just don't see that one working. I think sometimes they just put these things out here just so they get a headline. Well, I think, yeah, as, as you mentioned, airline we've never heard of, and uh, now we know them. So <laughs> I guess they accomplished something from this. Free PR. The next headline reads, one of the best travel magazines to read is Virtuoso-like. Paul, um, we belong to a network called Virtuoso. We're actually one of the very few that uh, can belong to that, that allows us access to special luxury traveler. And um, we offer a program and a magazine on our website, executivetravel.com, is a button for Virtuoso Life. And if you've ever looked forward to a travel magazine, this is the one. It's got beautiful photos. It's got great. You know what? It's so good. I like to read the ads. (laughs) The ads are so pretty. Uh, I can go through the whole magazine, and I actually enjoy the ads actually more than the articles, but it is a tremendous magazine, executivetravel.com. People ought to go click on the new edition, just came out in September, October. It's a two, two-month two edition, and uh, we I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's one of those magazines that's extremely well put together. So for being a, a trade magazine, that the Virtuoso Network, they are, are top-notch, and, and all of our vacation advisors, you know, they, they go to training, they go meet all these vendors. So great opportunity, but to your point, the magazine – it gets you dreaming, you know, and the, the advertising, these vendors that, that put in there, you know, if you want to build your bucket list, that's the place to go. As you take a look at that magazine, you flip through and you're going to have the next 10 years worth of destinations picked out. One of the things we've noticed, and, and the economists are even telling us this, is people are moving away from possessions and they're moving to experiences. And we've seen this in the travel industry where people take their whole families on vacation anymore. They don't want to buy that next car. They want to tie this family together. They want to make that experience 
for their lifetime. And travel is how they do that, is that experience. So we're really, it's exciting to be in this industry. Paul and I got big smiles on our face every day because what better industry to be in than the time where we can share people's dream of their lifetime and memories. I think that's the the outcome that people want. Is you know the possessions they fall away, they rust, they they fade, but those memories they never fade. So it's something where those family opportunities are something that uh, you know the, the kids and grandkids are going to carry with them even when grandma and grandpa are gone. And the last headline in this week's weekly travel alert reads. I'm heading to Israel next spring to celebrate Palm Sunday, and I hope you'll join me. Actually, I do very few group trips, and this next spring in March, the 19th of March, I'm going over to Israel, and I'm leading a a group called the Biblical Wonders of Israel Tour, March 19th through the 27th. Paul, this is really cool for me. I've been to Israel probably four or five times, but this time I get to go on Palm Sunday. So... Uh, I'm announcing this trip, and uh, I don't do this very often, but I get the fun of traveling to Israel. And for me, it's it's extra special because I'm a, I'm a guy that loves to read the Bible and loves to just study that. And the more I'm in Israel, I, it just goes, it's an amazing tour for me, and I hope other people will join me. We'll have a great time. And that's Israel in 2024. Yeah, well, I'm jealous of, of you going on this trip because, uh, unfortunately, I've never had the opportunity to hit Israel. So, yeah, no, this is one where, obviously, if you're going on it, it's going to be top-notch. People always come back from any trip that you go on and, and escort with uh, memories and experiences that they don't get anywhere else. So, you know, if you ever have thought about Israel, going with Steve's going to be something that will make it a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There will be lots of uh, learning, especially time to the biblical aspect of it, but also going back to the the memories. I'm sure lots of laughs will come on this trip as well. So it will be a wonderful experience. The next thing we'd like to share with you on the weekly travel alert is our app of the week. We love to talk about travel apps. And this week, the app is seatguru.com. I've been using this app for years, Paul, because I like to find out not only am I in business class or coach class, but where those seats are on the plane, and do they recline, how much do they recline, how wide are they? And, you know, you'd be amazed. You can have the same seat on a on an aircraft like a Boeing 777, and they have like six different versions mm-hmm. of a tri- Boeing 777 like United does. And so if you have the same seat, it can be completely different. And especially if you're buying a business class seat, some seats recline all the way to a full bed, some don't. So I go to seatguru.com, and I look up the airline, then I look up the aircraft, and I can even look up the flight number to look up my seat. Yeah, I think that configuration, is especially when you're traveling internationally, you know, just knowing that you're going to be next to the bathroom. You know, things like that when you're on a plane that's got 350 people on it can make or break an experience for you. So a lot of things that you can get from that app that can make it so that you uh, don't get that unpleasant surprise that your seat doesn't recline and you're on a seven-hour flight or that the uh, the, the baby uh, on those those long hauls, they've got a place where they can make a, a crib for babies. You know, are you going to be having that across the aisle from you? Well, and it, things as simple as even in a business class seat, do you have access to the aisle? Some airlines, you're in a business class seat. If you're in the window, 
you have to step over the person that's reclined next to you unless they all have access to the aisle. So I look up and say, hey, I'd love that window seat to look out, but not if I have to step over somebody to get out. You know, you're six hours into an international flight, and you have to go to the restroom, and this guy's sleeping next to me, and I'm going, how do I get out? I can't high jump him. And so I literally go on a seat guru, make sure I, I have access to the aisle. That happens also in middle seats as well, on business class or in coach seat. You can see how far you're stuck and how tough it is to get out. Too many awkward moments with strangers on airplanes. This is one great tool that you can use to try to minimize those awkward moments. Once again, that's seatguru.com. This week's destination of the week is actually a tour of the fall foliage of the Northeast. Everybody loves, and most people have it on their bucket list, Paul, is a fall foliage tour. Of course, the big times are when September, we're in September, October, and the problem right now is you can't get inventory. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find a seat to go to the fall foliage in the Northeast. Yeah, no, I think that's the challenge that we faced here with many destinations is when you want to be there, there's no opportunity to get there or there's no place to stay when you are there. So, no, I think that's one of the things is if that is on your bucket list and going back to bucket list and plan that, put it on your calendar for next year. Let's get that set aside for you. I got to tell you a cute story. We have a division called the Women of the Midwest that does tours all over the world. And they first started out years ago with one fall foliage tour. <laughs> it filled up in a minutes. Then they did a second one. Now they're doing a third one. I think they're doing a fourth one this year because the people can't get enough. Now, one little trick that I'll tell you about the fall foliage is September's full, October's full, but I'm telling people one of the great times to be there is actually in November because the crowds have gone away. Of course, the full color has gone away from the trees, but that rustic northeast feel is always there. The weather is colder, of course. You'll have to wear jackets and stocking caps, but that's the fun of the northeast is a, is a winter fire and a fireplace and going into those bed and breakfasts. So don't discount being there at the perfect time actually look at those shoulder seasons or off seasons to still get that rustic feel. I think the other piece to it that comes into play is, is you can actually change your destination and not do the standard fall foliage. You just have to move a little bit south and that'll help you get later into the season and also make it so maybe the weather's not so cold. So, you know, think about how it flows. It's going to start up north as it gets cooler sooner and then flow to the south. So you can always get creative and find a way to get that experience. It's fun. There's even magic online if you google and say fall foliage uh, when the leaves turn and it'll give you the weeks of when you can expect the fall foliage to hit that area so our advice to you is even though you're very late this year don't give up there's still great time to to hit that fall foliage areas of the northeast part of the u.s you know, Paul, everybody asks me and probably asks you too, when's the best time to go to Europe to get the best prices? Well, of course, when you go in the summertime, they're really high. For example, going to Rome right now, I think it's seventeen, eighteen hundred $1,800. I looked up this past week what it would cost to fly from Omaha to Rome, and it was $800 in March mm -hmm. of 2024. Think about it. Half price to go during this, the low season. So those low seasons are usually November into March, 
Then you've got that shoulder season, which is going to be April, May, and part of June. Then you've got the big heavy season, June, July, and August, when everybody's in Europe, school is out, and Europe closes down. People don't realize in Europe they literally close down the factories from in July and August. And Europeans just go out for three or four weeks at a time, and that's they don't call it vacation. They call it <laughs> holiday. So we tell people you can really save a lot, not only in money, but if you're like me, Paul, I, I don't like to be a sardine in a sardine can when things are so full. And then you so you save price with money, and you're also getting the local flavor, which is what I like. I want to go eat where the locals eat. I don't want to be around a bunch of tourists. I want to get that local feel. For me, it's you know not just the crowds. It's also what's the opportunity and and where I see and and kind of how my wife and I have historically done our vacations is how can we utilize our frequent flyer miles and get those upgrades and things like that. Well, there's no better time to do that than when nobody else is going. So going and getting those experiences in January, February when there is no tourism, it's not uncommon that you'll be one of 10 people in a room that's got, or in a hotel that's got 300 rooms, uh, which makes for a great experience. You know, the service is great. All those things that, that are totally lacking when you're there in busy season. So, you know, take advantage of those, uh, those shoulder seasons and those off seasons because that's the way you can get the best value, but also your experience. You know, you can always wear a coat and have a great experience to your point of not being, feeling like you're stuck in a can of sardines. There's nothing that makes a vacation, um, less appealing to me than, than having those crowds. So our advice this week, is consider seasonal travel, those off-seasons, for not only the best price, but the best experience, and you get a local experience as well. Thanks for joining us this week on the Weekly Travel Alert. I'm Steve Glenn. I'm Paul Glenn. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave your comments. We would love to get some comments, questions, that we can address on future editions.